Before we jump into this week's episode, I want to tell you all about Balanced and Vibrant. Balanced and Vibrant is my 12-week coaching program. I created this program because you need help. This program is for you if you are feeling overwhelmed with Google searches. You keep trying over and over again, different diets, different exercise plans, and you keep failing. This is for you if cutting calories and exercising more just isn't making the scale budge. And this is for you if you need to make changes before it gets worse. Maybe you've been told that medications are in your future if you don't get that blood pressure under control. Or maybe your doctor is saying, I think it's time to consider some kind of medication or something for prediabetes or high cholesterol or something like that. Balanced and Vibrant is for you because I am going to tell you what, when, and how to eat, but because I know everybody's unique and everybody is different, this program takes your needs step-by-step through the structure over 12 weeks. I'm going to show you exactly how to optimize that mind-body connection with yoga. I'm going to be there to support and guide you through all the sticky spots because we have them. We start a new program, it lasts a couple weeks, and then something comes up and we fall off the program. I'm going to be there for you for 12 straight weeks to help you, and even longer if you want me. So I'm going to leave the link below this episode so that you can learn more about Balanced and Vibrant and you can get in before it fills up and it does fill up. And if that's a little bit too much and you want to know more and you want to chat first, I'm also going to put my email down there. You can email me at Tammy at TammyRowWellness.com. I'm going to put it down there so that you know how to spell it. And you can email me and we can hop on a call and discuss whether or not you really, if it's right for you, because I want you to feel supported and guided. And I want you to know that I am here for you so that you can feel balanced and vibrant. All right, let's head on to the episode. Hi, hi, friends. My name is Tammy, and I am a dietitian, nutritionist, and yoga teacher. And this is my podcast where I bring you life lessons from the yoga mat. I'm going to help you simplify your health and wellness journey so that you can live the life you've always wanted. I'll show you how when you take action and do things that are good for you, often you find things that are really awesome in return. Kind of like when you find chocolate on your yoga mat. Hi, hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of There's Chocolate on My Yoga Mat. I am so happy you're here. This week, we are talking about your mindset. Specifically, I want to talk about whether or not you are a an abundant mindset or are you a restrictive mindset. So let's think about that a little bit. One of the things about my profession as a dietitian nutritionist that drives me crazy is when people ask me, can you just tell me how many calories I need to stick to? So the reason this drives me crazy is because, well, yes, there's a formula and I can get you in the ballpark. It's not simple math. There's no perfect number 
right? There's no ideal number that's going to get you exactly where you need to be. And even more so, when I give a number, then people will get to that number any way possible. This is where my pet peeve with certain programs, which I'm not going to name, uh, really fail us because people learn to cheat the system, right? If I said, oh, go ahead, eat 2000 calories and uh, you are close to 2000 calories and your options are a piece of pizza or a kale salad, odds are you're going to try to make that piece of pizza squish into the limits that you have instead of looking at food as a whole, okay? So we really, I feel like we have overdone this restrictive mindset more and more in the last few years than ever before. So what can we do instead? Well, before we get there, okay, let's talk about why restrictive mindset is not serving you. First of all, when we're talking about calories, and this episode is going to be pretty much about calories, okay? We could talk about restricting everything, but um, I'm going to mainly talk about food today. So when we restrict food, and um, and it could be anything, right? Like, so maybe you're restricting an entire food group, right? You don't eat, I don't know, sugar. So you don't eat anything with sugar in it. Does that mean that you give up fruit? Does that mean that you give up only things that have added sugars? Does that mean that you give up, um, I don't know, cake and cookie, but you still eat uh, pasta and bread, which basically is kind of the same thing, right? Um, or you don't eat, you don't do any dairy because dairy has sugars in it, even though that's lactose, right? And it just comes naturally. So there's a huge, huge world of variation when we talk about restricting like entire food groups. And for most of us, no, don't shoot the messenger, but for most of us, we don't need to give up an entire food group. Now, if you have an allergy or something like that, then yes, then you have to, and I'm sorry for you. So my daughter, super allergic to nuts, tree nuts, peanuts, the whole nine, all of them. As in, she eats one of those, we don't get her to the hospital and her EpiPen immediately, then we don't have her in our life anymore. That is a reason to restrict something. Same thing. A lot of uh, women, as we age, a lot of women 40, 50 develop Hashimoto's. And we know that when you eat a lot of gluten-containing foods with Hashimoto's, you react poorly. So yeah, unfortunately, you have to cut that back. Um, you know, or there's all kinds of reasons to not eat certain foods, but unless you have a reason, that food is providing a valuable nutrition profile for you. Okay. So for those people that can't eat certain things, they have to go to great lengths to make sure, or maybe they don't, but they should be going to great lengths to make sure that they're getting the nutrition that they need from other sources. If you can eat meat or choose not to eat meat, you have to really work at making sure you're getting your iron, you're getting the right protein, you're getting all of the things that you need so that your health doesn't suffer in the long run. So it's not just as simple as, oh, I'm just not going to eat whatever, enter food here. I'm not going to pick on a food group today. Um, so why 
is restricting, not a good idea. So aside from that, aside from you're missing out on things that A, you might enjoy, or B, your body needs. Because when you take a restrictive mindset, it sets up your mind to jump immediately to cravings. Oh, I can't have that. Well, now instantly I want that. Okay, so it's just human nature. When you say you can't have this, or maybe it's just Tammy nature. When you say you can't have this, I instantly want what you told me I can't have. <laughs> I find that it works for other people too, not just Tammy's. Uh, so if you're trying to cut out completely a certain food group or a certain nutrient, you're going to have to battle with cravings and cravings are no joke, okay? So willpower is a completely different podcast topic, but willpower is not something that you need to be battling. I'm trying to I'm trying to say this very carefully. Willpower is not something that you need to be battling if you don't need to battle it, right? So yeah, okay, we're probably not going to be drinking wine for breakfast. We're probably not going to be doing, um, I don't know, 2,000 calories worth of cupcakes, right? So you do need some semblance of organization and willpower. Uh, but when you start restricting things completely and saying, I am not going to have this, I am not going to do this, then you're instantly going to want it even more. And you're setting yourself up to fail. And as I've talked about before, so in last week's episode, I talk about, um, you know, not, what did I talk about last week? Oh, so, <laughs> tiny wins. I talked about tiny wins. So if you're setting yourself for, up for failure and you're creating these goals that are not achievable, you're not going to have these tiny wins, okay? So make sure that if you're restricting something, it's because you absolutely have to, not because it's uh, something your friend did or somebody else had success when they did this or you saw it on whatever, social media, wherever, Google, who knows. So cravings are the number one reason that restricting is challenging and not something that we should be striving to do. Next, if you're restricting, say you're trying to cut back calories, right? So this whole calories in versus calories out. If you're trying to do that and you get too low or even considerably lower than, so say again, 2000 calories because it's round math and you cut back to 1000 calories, your body is going to adjust to that 1000 calorie level as quickly as possible. Your body is here to survive. If you cut back calories, then your body is going to be like, whoa, time out. Okay, if I have to exist on this, I need to figure out a way to do this. It's an amazing piece of advanced machinery. It will slow down so that it can function efficiently at 1000 calories. That's why calorie restriction is not my favorite thing. So your metabolism will slow down and then you're going to have to either cut back more or find a way to do enough exercise to make up that difference, which is really hard because we are busy, ladies. We do not have time to keep increasing exercise every week to keep up with a huge calorie deficit 
so that we can continue to lose weight or whatever it might be. So your metabolism will slow down. Uh, and then if you're cutting stuff out, if you're holding on to this restrictive mindset, then you're going to limit nutrition. Okay. So like I gave that example of the pizza, however many minutes ago when you, so if you only have so many calories and you're out with your friends or it's date night and you go to, I don't know, wherever you go. Okay. So in my house, date night is IHOP. Don't judge me. So if you are out at IHOP and you are looking at the menu and you're like, oh, I only have 400 calories left. What am I going to do? Well, that French toast looks really good. So I'm going to go for that. Or there's a salad that might fit into that. I could probably do that instead. Dude, I'm getting the French toast every time. I don't know. That's just me. So <laughs> instead of looking at it like, oh, you know what? What can I get on the menu that has the most amount of nutrition, right? What can I get that's going to help me that I'm going to feel good about and I'm going to enjoy it too. So, you know, then you plan a little bit differently. So that's the reason that we really try to avoid this um, mentality or this mindset of restriction because you're limiting your nutrition you're creating calories, your body's going to slow down to keep up with it. And it's basically just like, it's a giant mind fuck, you guys. When you stop thinking all the time about what you can't have, your world opens up for you. So instead of a mindset of restriction, shifting to a mindset of abundance. So this is where this is where our yoga practice really comes into play. When you're practicing being present and this abundance mindset and looking at things in life in a way that we are celebrating having more of them, whatever it might be, you know, it might be calories on your plate or the abundance of time by being present then it becomes easier to make choices that are going to serve you. And it just happens that way. When you shift from that negative, restrictive, um, very closed kind of thinking to more of an open, abundant, and grateful mindset, then you want to feel good. So you make choices that make you feel good. And then all of a sudden you're feeling better so you're continuing to make these choices and there's a such thing as snowballing in a good way, you guys. So things get bigger. You make more choices that nourish. You make more of these choices that make you feel good. And before you know it, you're just, you know, your, your clothes are fitting better. Your numbers, your lab work, those numbers are coming back better. You have more energy. You have uh, fewer mood swings, all of those things they start to become less and less. So it works with everything, right? When you start denying yourself things, whether it's food or shoes or whatever it could be, you're instantly going to crave them. But when you are appreciating the abundance in your life, knowing that you have the nourishing food that you need to feel good, knowing that you you know, oh, you know what? I have lots of shoes. 
or whatever it is. I was going to use puppies as an example, but that's not a very good example. So shoes, because I do have a problem with those too. You can, you can just sense the different feeling around that, that piece, around being abundant and appreciative. And you want to do more of that. You want to have more of that appreciation just naturally. It feels good to do that. So why aren't we doing more things that feel good and fewer things that feel bad, right? Um, when you're trying to restrict, so calories, example for trading out calories for exercise. I can only have whatever. I can only have 500 calories worth of dessert if I'm going to go to the gym and burn an extra 500 calories. That bargaining chip, that bargaining piece is not going to serve you in the long run. How long can you do that, right? And then you're just going to give up. But if you know that going to the gym or going for a walk makes you feel good and you enjoy doing that and you want to have the energy to do that because Say you're doing that in the evening after dinner. Okay, I'm going to eat a nourishing meal so that I have energy so that when I go for a nice bike ride after dinner, I'm going to have the energy to do that. Okay, so subtle shifts from restriction to abundance. So just changing your perspective, getting on the mat, practicing, you know, playing around with being grateful for being able to move in a certain way, sitting in silence in poses to just feel how you're feeling so that you can dig deep and know what feels good, know what your limitations are, the things that you need so that you can hear the cues of your body even more. Um, so, you know, this week, I just want you to think more about what is your perspective and what can you do to shift that perspective to more of an abundance mindset and less of a restrictive mindset. I guarantee you that as you start to be more positive and focus on this abundance mindset, you will attract more positive energy. You will attract more of this, um, you know, this abundance to you. Because it's weird how that happens, but positive attracts positive, negative attracts negative. Negative tends to repel positive. So I don't know if you've ever known somebody who is just kind of a Debbie Downer and always just kind of really negative and dark. You don't really enjoy being around that person. But if you have somebody who's like a Susie Sunshine and she's always uplifted and upbeat and rising those around her, raising those around her, you know, uplifting everyone else, you want to be around that person more. So it works the same with your own wellness, with your own goals. The more you are abundant, the more you are appreciating abundance, the more it will come to you, the more you will want to do things that serve you and nourish you. And the faster you're going to reach your, reach your goals. So that's your homework for this week. I want you to practice abundance. I want you to get on your mat and just sit with the thought of abundance. Sit with the appreciation 
for what you have, the appreciation for, you know, all of the things that your body can do and the ways that you can move and the way that you nourish your body and just sit with it and see what comes up. A little bit of silence is sometimes a good thing. Although if you've ever hung out with me, you'll know that I don't really give anybody a lot of time for silence because the mouth is always running. All right, my friends. So think about that. How much richer is your abundance mindset? What can you do to bring a little bit of that positive mindset into your wellness goals? And how much faster can you get there? So as always, if you are living this and you are putting it out there, tag me, uh, send me an email, let me know how it's going for you. And if you're struggling with this, email me, hit me up, talk to me, tell me what you need. I want you to be successful. I want you to have this abundant mindset. And that's what I am here for. So as I mentioned, Earlier, before this episode even began, um, Balanced and Vibrant is opening again. So if you're needing someone to help you to be more abundant, to help you be on task and to reach your goals, of course, that is what I'm here for. So that is all I have for this week. I will talk to you again very soon. And with that, please go and be more abundant in your mindset. I'll talk to you next week, my friend.